This episode of the Holly Fueled Nutrition Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. To get 10% off your first month of therapy, visit the link in the show notes, which is betterhelp.com slash hollyfueled. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash H-O-L-L-E-Y-F-U-E-L-E-D. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Holly Field Nutrition Podcast. I am your host, Holly Samuel, and I'm a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, and certified specialist in sports dietetics. And we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics today, which is basically just five steps to good nutrition. Like these are the five key things that I recommend to 99.9% of everyone that I talk to as a nutrition professional, especially as a nutrition professional who works with a lot of endurance athletes of all levels who maybe are trying to improve their relationship with food in addition to their health and performance. Um, This is going to be like a gateway episode. If you are looking for just like, where the heck do I start with my nutrition, Holly? Like, What do you kind of go through almost as like a checklist when you meet with clients to make sure that they're doing these things before we start like changing stuff and getting fancy with our other nutrition interventions? Because these five things are truly the basis of any solid nutrition foundation. You cannot skip these things and expect to get 100% of the results you want. And you really cannot start thinking about hormone health or, you know, age related nutrition or timing of your sports nutrition, um, supplements or anything fancy really without having these basics down. Um, so let's kind of just get into it. So the five things, and we're going to dive into each one. So first up, we need to eat within one hour of waking up. Full stop. (laughs) We need to eat within an hour of waking up, and what we eat needs to come before we have caffeine. You have heard me talk about this before. This is not new. A lot of you maybe even just stopped listening. Come back. Um, No, but really, we need to eat and drink water before or at minimum with our morning caffeine, and it needs to be at minimum within an hour of waking up. Um, If you're waiting too long, This can really just set you up for like a binge later in the afternoon, energy crashes and blood sugar regulation issues, especially in those who are sensitive um, and do have issues with their blood sugar. Um, A lot of athletes do, even if you don't know it, but this is really something that I am a stickler about for many of my athletes. If you like do your morning exercise, um, you know, first thing in the morning and you're like, well, I run for an hour and then I eat food and have coffee. No, (laughs) you need to eat earlier than that. You need to eat before you run. So this tip is basically eat within an hour of waking up your food and your water should come with, or before preferably your caffeine. And if you move in the morning, this needs to come before movement, no fasted exercise. It's just not going to get you the benefits you're looking for. Um, Trust me. So that is number one. Do that. (laughs) Number two is eating every two to four hours after that. 
So this is really how a lot of humans, especially endurance athletes who have increased energy needs compared to the average Joe thrive best throughout the day. Like it's going to be really hard for you to get your total calorie needs in, in like three meals a day. You're going to need to eat more often than that. Um, <clears throat> otherwise it can just get physically uncomfortable to eat that much food in one sitting and then you don't feel good about yourself. And then you vow not to eat again. And then it's a messy, messy, slippery slope. So eating every two to four hours after your breakfast is what you want to do next. Number three, these meals and snacks should have the Holly Fueled four. What is that? You may ask that is carbohydrates, protein, fat, and fiber or color. These things should be present at all of your meals. And at least two of them should be present at your snacks, if not more than that. So what do these things do for us? Carbohydrates give us energy. As endurance athletes, we need all of that. We need all of the carbohydrates, all of the energy. It is the main fuel source for the cell, the brain, and our muscles. Even if you are doing longer, more fat-burning endurance activities like marathon training, carbohydrates are still super-duper important for you to get plenty of. Carbohydrates come from things like fruits, starchy vegetables like your potatoes, um, grains like wheat and quinoa, pasta, bread, bagels, cereal, oatmeal, rice, what did I miss? <laughs> um, and also there's a little bit of carbohydrates in dairy products. There's a little bit of carbohydrates in beans and lentils. There's a little bit of carbohydrate in um, other things as well. And carbohydrates basically break down into glucose when we eat them. That is our cell's main fuel source. Protein basically digests really slowly. Um, so that means that it helps keep us full for a little bit longer. Um, and protein also helps build muscle tissue. It helps build enzymes and other proteins throughout the bodies. And it breaks down into amino acids, which help with all of these processes. It's good to get a good variety of protein intake. So protein can come from um, chicken and poultry, um, meat, seafood, dairy products like Greek yogurt, whole milk, cheese, it could come from supplements like whey protein supplements. Um, it can come from your plant-based sources, which tend to be a little bit lower in protein and a little bit more complex and have like carbohydrates in them too. But um, quinoa, beans and lentils, um, you know, those types of things, tofu, tempeh, that's where we're getting our protein from. And then fat, fat also digests very slowly. Um, so it helps keep us full. It helps with satiety. It also helps build stuff like hormones, super important. So again, we can't work on like cycle syncing our nutrition or hormone health if we're not getting enough of these building blocks to build the hormones themselves <laughs> in the first place, right? Um, so fat, super helpful. We want a good variety there too, preferably most of it to come from unsaturated cardioprotective sources like olive oil, avocados, avocado oil, nuts and seeds, uh, peanuts, peanut butter, um, salmon, oily fish, tuna, sardines, that type of thing. Um, and we can get some from coconut oil, butter, and saturated fat sources too, but the unsaturated are more cardioprotective. So we want fat and fiber or color. This is our fruits and vegetables, y'all. Like this is where we're getting a lot of micronutrients. Um, we're not necessarily getting a lot of calories though. So if you have worked with me in the past, you know that I use different plate methods and different serving size methods depending on the athlete's 
direct needs. If you do want more information on this and you want more guidance, you can check out my runner roadmap course, which is open for enrollment. And this is discussed in great, great detail with a lot of examples and extra support. Um, but our fiber color really helps keep our micronutrient pool abundant. And it also helps with our gut health. Um, fiber, also known as prebiotics, feeds the gut microbiome or the bacteria, the probiotics that exist in your gut and help you digest and absorb your food and keep you healthy. So if you're not feeding those good bugs enough prebiotic fiber, they're not going to stay alive and you're not going to have a good diverse um, you know, amount of species and abundance in your microbiome. And we really want that um, to have good gut health. So that's kind of what we want to incorporate um, at our meals. And again, at least two of those things at our snacks, because we want all of the stuff that I just talked about. We want to have energy and we want to be full and we want to meet our nutrition and full body health needs, right? So if we're only having like protein and fiber at all of our meals, we're not really going to get energy because we're missing out on the carbs. If we're not having enough protein or fat at meals, we're not going to get a lot of the satiety. We're not going to feel satisfied. We're not going to get that muscle building, you know, nutrition that we want. Um, and it can also impact other bodily functions, but you know, it might get some energy, but we're not going to get that other stuff. So again, if you want all the stuff, if you want all the health performance, um, benefits, we need all of these things. Thank you so much to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the Hollyfield Nutrition Podcast. Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time, therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a different way. And that's why I am so excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable, more accessible, and this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really, really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out just a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in a little as a few days. Um, when I used BetterHelp, it was a few hours. <laughs> um, so it is truly a very quick and easy process compared to um, what I've had clients experience and what I've experienced myself in traditionally trying to find a therapist through the healthcare system. It is really easy to sign up and get matched with a therapist. There is a link in my description, which is betterhelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash hollyfueled, which is H-O-L-L-E-Y-F-U-E-L-E-D. And that link is in the description. Clicking that link helps supports this podcast, and it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with a therapist and see if it helps you out. Because finding a therapist can be a little bit like dating, if you don't really fit with the first therapist they match you to, which is super common in healthcare and therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stressing about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. So if you are struggling, book the appointment, get started, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Visit the link in the description. And again, if this is something that you think is going to help you or you're nervous about it, taking the plunge is the most important first step. And then BetterHelp is going to let you sort out the rest. Now let's get back to the episode. Next, number four, 
is hydration, people. Hydration, super important. Even this time of year when it's a bit chillier out, um, we really want to be thinking about getting in fluids and also electrolytes during our day. If you want more information about electrolytes as an endurance athlete, check out my supplement myth busting series electrolyte episode back from the summer of 2023. Scroll back, give that episode a listen, but we want at least 80 ounces of water a day. I know some other sources say 64 ounces, but you guys, I'm assuming all do some sort of physical activity and sweat every day. So you need more than that. <laughs> um, you know, probably at least 80 ounces a day. If you live in a hot climate or if you're a heavier sweater or exercising for more than like four hours a week, you probably need even more than that. Um, and we also need electrolytes. So whether you're getting enough sodium through your diet or you need to add a supplement, those are both things to consider. Hydration is super important for our gut health. Um, two things I always talk about when I talk about gut health. One, you need to have enough food and you need to have the right types of foods in your diet to actually create enough stool to have regular bowel movements. Like if you struggle with constipation and you're not eating enough, no wonder you're struggling with constipation. There's not enough food to physically move through your system to have a bowel movement. Um, same thing with hydration. Water really helps move stuff through our GI tract. It helps us naturally detoxify and cleanse our system. And it does help with muscle contractions, joint lubrication, and so much more blood volume. Um, hydration is super important. And it's not just about the water. It's about water and electrolytes because we need electrolytes to keep a proper fluid balance and not just lose all of the water that we're drinking. Hydration is really important. If you want to know what counts as hydration, it is anything that is not super caffeinated. If you're drinking more than 400 milligrams of caffeine, which is about um, 32 ounces of regular coffee or like 24 ounces of um, cold brew or espresso type coffees, that's more than 400 milligrams. Um, if you're taking like a bunch of caffeinated products, that can be dehydrating. So I kind of tend to tell people stuff that's decaf or lower in caffeine, that's not alcoholic, that's hydrating. So your water, your bubbly water, your flavored water, your sports drinks, juice, soup broth, all of that's hydrating. Keep in mind that we really want, um, again, to be mindful of what we tolerate well. Like for a lot of people, if they have too much bubbly or carbonated stuff in a day, they're going to be really bloated and gassy. So you might want to cut back on that if that's you and you just had a light bulb moment. Um, stick with water, you know, when in doubt, have electrolytes. <laughs> so next, number five, certainly last but not least, is to prioritize nutrient-dense foods in your diet. Again, if you're doing like steps one through four, <laughs> trying to get your nutrition on the right track for longevity, um, and sustainability. Again, if we're incorporating carbs, protein, fiber, or color and fat at meals every two to four hours throughout the day within an hour of waking up or less, and we're prioritizing food over caffeine, like you are going to have a lot of nutrient dense foods in your diet, you're going to feel pretty freaking awesome. So we do want to prioritize nutrient dense foods. And we don't want to restrict <laughs> other foods. Whenever we use a restrictive approach to nutrition, where we're taking something away, we're automatically as humans going to want that thing more. And we're going to feel deprived of it. We're going to want it more. That's just psychology. Um, so this doesn't usually work. So a lot of the diets you're probably starting to hear about now 
are about taking away, you know, uh, taking away the the time window in which you're eating or taking away a macronutrient or taking away a food group, taking away gluten. There's so many restrictive diets out there. Restriction is not the answer. If it was, one of those things would have worked forever by now already and you wouldn't probably be listening to this podcast episode. So think about what am I adding? What are the things that I'm trying to hit for my day? Like what goals do I have? What non-negotiables in my nutrition do I have? What am I trying to focus on? And that is eating within an hour of waking, having food and water before or with your caffeine, eating every two to four hours, having the Hollyfield four at those meals and snacks and hydrating. Do that. And then have those other foods. (laughs) If you're never eating balanced meals or you're not adopting normal eating patterns that support your activity levels and support your blood sugar regulation and metabolism, yeah, you're probably going to crave a lot of simple carbohydrates or high fat or high calorie foods. And they're probably going to crave them at like 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. and 9 p.m., which are when our blood sugar tends to crash and we have a lull in our day to think about it. Um, So that's less likely to happen if you're trying to meet your nutrition needs. And again, this is not to say you know, restrict certain foods. It's the opposite of that. We want to prioritize nutrient dense foods first. If we still want like an Oreo, if we still want, you know, foods that are not nutrient dense, they don't have a lot of vitamins and minerals, but they're still food and they still make us happy. We should have those things too. Um, If your diet is mainly consisting of those foods, you're missing those nutrient dense foods to help meet your nutrition needs. So you need to prioritize adding those in. And then think about what you want too for the rest of the day. Like, do you want ice cream? Do you want the cookie? Do you want this thing that you don't think you should have because you're used to having a restrictive approach? Think, have I met my nutrition needs? If the answer is no, then I need to do that. (laughs) Um, And two, do I still want this food? And if the answer is yes, then have the food and move on with your life after. If you feel like you can't keep certain foods in the house because you binge on them, That's a sign that you probably need to keep those foods in the house and you need to prioritize these five steps to having a solid uh, foundation in your nutrition, right? Both can be true. If you need extra support with this, um, that's what I'm here for. So make sure you check out my runner roadmap course. It is open for enrollment. You can sign up at the link in the show notes. And this is a very strategic course that goes through building a solid foundation in your nutrition using these principles, but extending on them a lot more so you understand what a balanced plate looks like, what examples of meals and snacks are based off of what type of um, training you're doing and how much. Also, how to meet your micronutrient needs, how to incorporate a bigger variety of foods and maintain your gut health. Also, how to meal plan and prep for all of this, because I know that is not something that's easy for a lot of people. Um, And we talk about recipes, what to eat before, during, and after your runs, supplements that may be helpful after you've built this solid foundation, how to get labs checked if you have further concerns, body image, having a good relationship with food, breaking food rules, and so much more. So if this was helpful, if this helps spark a light bulb, great. Start doing these things. Check in, tag me on social media at Hollyfield Nutrition. Let me know how it goes. Sign up for the runner roadmap course if you need extra support. Again, like don't hesitate. 
um, to give yourself the support you need to take the steps that you need to take because no one's going to take them for you. And you really need to start approaching nutrition from an abundance mindset instead of a restrictive mindset if that hasn't been working in the past. I really hope to see you in the course. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. And until next time, happy running. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 